Alright, and welcome to this episode of Generation Animal. This is a good one. We have Marty from formerly Bubble Flex, now the Lonely Ones, talking to him. A lot of good things going on, a lot of funny things. Stick around to the end so we can hear the song that just did. It's a dope ass flop. Hope you enjoy. Marty, what's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. I, before we um, even start this off, I got to just off the rip, just tell you, man, thank you for doing it. And thank you for everything you've done for me in the past, man. That's huge, brother. Huge, huge. Right, right on. Well, you've done a lot for me, too, man. Yeah, you know, it's a friendship thing, right, man? Absolutely. <laughs> We've had a good time doing it, too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably too much of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Tony started this up, I don't know, a couple months ago, man. I was, I did like, well, actually, it's funny. That's awesome, actually, that I have you on because the first one I ever did was with you. And, Sean um, in a parking lot. Yeah, and your brother in the parking lot. That was December. I looked at the date. That was December 15. That was the first one I did. And then it took me another three years to get this off the ground. That's why I oh, put that wow. one out first, because that was like an awesome time, man. In my fucking Camaro, I think we did that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was your brand new car at the time, right? Yeah, 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 that's that's already gone. I have now an F-150. I, I got rid of that fucking uncomfortable ass car. This is down in the south and you need an F-150. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the hunting thing, brother. You can't, I you've know. never seen a deer strapped to a fucking Camaro, have you? <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> well, you're you almost saw it. You still bow hunting like crazy? Yeah, I, I do a lot of bow hunting. I do a lot of gun hunting too. It's just um, I went on this tear. You know, it was just something new, and I was replacing the band, and I was just you know hunting like crazy. I still hunt right now. Um, work's got me a little jammed up with the COVID thing, but um, you still driving to New York and stuff? What's that? You still doing the thing where you're commuting back to New York like once a month? or? I do New York probably like every six, seven weeks. I got a really good gig down here working for um, like a huge hospital. So I try to do more here because this is pretty much where my life is now. Yeah. You love it? <clears throat> is that bad, dude? I wouldn't. It would take something really tragic or act of God to get me to move back to New York at this point. Like traffic going away? Well, it, it, there's no traffic, and the cost of living is substantially cheaper, and oh I make God, New York money, you know, so it sort of yeah. works out. You're big money balling down there, huh? <laughs> big money ball has big dick swinging, son. Got to get, got to get you a G5, son. Mm. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. Dude, let me tell you something. I think we did a couple of dates with you guys, and me and Tony watched Tropic Thunder. How many times we watched Tropic Thunder, Tony? Oh, I don't know. I mean, how could I, I think it was like our Barney movie? We put it on every every day to keep the kids entertained. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is like one of the best movies fucking ever. Oh man, 
there's no way in today's climate they would get away with anything in that movie. No, no, no. definitely not. Well, just to start with Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. You know, that's <laughs> well, so I've, I've, you know, like super Columbus is super liberal. And I, I got some friends that, you know, and I'm a liberal, you know, I'm pretty liberal. Um, I got some friends that were like crazy about that scene in the movie. And I was like, you, what you got to understand is the, the part of the movie was that he was such a arrogant, pompous ass that every role that he was in, he took himself so seriously in the movie. And it's like, you know, it's like people, I can't believe he did that. And Robert Downey Jr. should be crucified for that shit. I go, man, that's comedy. And, and the point of it was, the point of it was he was such an arrogant ass that he thought, I mean, you get it. We all got it. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. That is one of his best roles to fucking date. That is like the best role ever. And I think, I don't know if Tony, because I remember I didn't really like the movie the first time I saw it. I didn't get it. Oh, I was, who the hell knows what happened? And then Tony was like, yo, this is like the best movie ever. And then <laughs> yeah. I watched it with Tony like 42 times on tour. Yeah, that was says, when he uh, <laughs> says that when they're pissing together, and he said the white these dicks smell like baloney. Smells <laughs> 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 like baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I started smell like dick smell like baloney. <laughs> Dude, I, I I gotta tell you, man, I really want to work into it, but I can't I can't do it. So. You sent me a song. How long was that, man? Three months ago? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, you, so you sent me a song. And we were, we were just talking. I was just like sort of like checking in on you. And you were like, yo, man, I got something to send I got something to send you. Don't share it with anybody. It's not yes. out yet. And I listened to the song. Then I listened to the song again. Then I listened to the song in headphones. Then I went into my truck and listened to the song. And I texted Tony. I said, Tony, I'm going to sing you something. Don't share with anybody. <laughs> I see now. I see you. Dude, fucking fire, bro. Kudos on you, motherfuckers. You guys that, always that, pull that, it off. That was such a great fucking job, bro. It's out now, so you can, you, can say the, you can say the title. Well, I know it's out. And I shared it with, you know, Amy. And she was like, oh, my God. She was like, is that a live recording? of them i was like that's not who you think it is yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah uh, he didn't even fucking know. tell me who it was yeah. or uh, what you're just like don't send this don't send it i'm like okay i'm listening to it and i'm like man this really sounds like uh the beginning of the fucking flash song i'm like wait no fucking i was like who the fuck is doing this and i immediately vocals kicked in and i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah fucking. thanks we uh we definitely so starting the new band um Jimmy, or you, you know Jimmy, our bass player, Jimmy. Yeah, fucking phenomenal dude, man. One of my best friends. He, uh, when we were starting a new band, he's like, we got to come out swinging. We can't, you know. We did in Bobaplex. We did the Hey You and did Sound of Silence. And they did very, very well for us. He's like, we we can't go backwards. We can't do, you know, a kink song or anything. We gotta, we gotta challenge ourselves and 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 really come out swinging. And he, when he said Flash Gordon, I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> And it took him about two hours to talk me into it. And I was like, Jimmy, I'm the lead singer. Freddie Mercury is their lead singer. We're not on the same level here. Um, I was like, you know, if we don't do this right, we're going to get laughed out of town. 
and he, he really, really pushed it and really believed that we could do it. Um, and then once, once we got it done, I was like, holy shit, we, you know, I still was still kind of leery about it. But once we started laying the vocals down, I was like, we might be able to pull this off guys. So we were really proud of it. And we wanted to kind of show everybody too, you know, with the new band, it was like, you know, these guys can sing and they're playing for keeps. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you guys fucking pulled it off, bro. And I have to tell you not to single anybody out. Tommy fucking shines oh, on that dude, fucking he's, song, bro. He's so good, man. He's such a good. He gets better every time we go in the studio. I'm like, he was good the night before we went in. He goes into the studio, he's even better. I'm like, how how you keep doing this? Yeah, dude. I even and I'm saying it from a musical standpoint, and I'm sort of unbiased because of our relationship. But you know my chick, and yeah. she listened and she was like, "Is that Tommy?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh my god, he's fucking amazing." She's like, yes, why didn't you have him play on your album when you guys didn't have a job? <laughs> <laughs> because he, he offered, and I was, I felt really weird about it, yeah? Fucking, but, fucking, before you, Tony, don't get offended. No offense. Uh, dude, I love Tommy. I love the way he plays. <laughs> He's like, and that song, so the song is, a, you know, it's a soundtrack, so the tempo is everywhere. Yeah, I felt man. so bad for Tommy. Um, I couldn't believe that he... I mean, how smoothly he was like, oh, the tempo goes everywhere. They made this tempo map, and you would never know that he was having any struggle with it whatsoever. We're just following him, and he's following it like a champion, and he's got the groove and the vibe and everything. He's just he's just a badass. I'm, I'm the luckiest dude in the world to have that guy. Yeah, man. Uh, he, dude, he killed it, bro. He killed it. Well, you all killed it, but just that in general, you know, you know this in certain songs, it's just that standout player because oh, yeah. the shit's just weird. And he fucking killed it. And I have to tell you, you killed it on the vocals, man. I mean, if you have any worry about you matching that, dude, I, I'm telling you, man, it was fucking outstanding. I would tell you if it was shit, because I don't give a fuck. I know, that's why I sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I sent it to you. I was like, well, I'll get the full, I'll get the full Monty here. He'll tell me what's going on. Oh, I was um really, really fucking impressed. Actually, you pissed me off, but you know, you guys always <laughs> pick like that perfect fucking remake type of thing, man. And I was like, fuck, oh, man, I want to do so this like, song when I was fucking 11. <laughs> I, so that's the thing. So we, there was there was three reasons why we did that song. I'm a huge Flash Gordon fan. Um, you know, there was things going on in my personal life um, at the time. And then Sean left the band. So it was just like I was in this, you know, this funk, man. I was down in the dumps. And, and, and you could really hear it on the record, the new stuff we were writing is like, so Jimmy's like, we need some kind of happiness, man. Your your ass is just is like, you're bringing me down, dude. I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> so he's like, let's let's do a, a cartoon song about a hero, and that'll even the record out. And then we also um, part of it was, you know, they're talking about redoing the movie, so we kind of <laughs> wanted to get in on the ground floor and kind of box everybody out down in the paint, and be like, we already got the song done. Really? You, can do better than this. <laughs> you know, give it give it your best shot, and then you know third being we wanted to let everybody know that you know these guys are, we're playing we're serious we're playing for keeps this is a band this isn't a side project this isn't a, a hobby this is for real and if you come out doing queen and you can pull it off then people instantly go all right let's see what else they got let's see let's see what these guys are all about that was you know and, and the other funny thing we were talking the other day was like um people are going to listen to this song because they're going to be like this is going to be a hunk of dog shit there's no way that you can pull off Queen. I can't believe these guys even tried it. 
what are, what are they thinking? And our feelings were verified when we were talking to a, a guy that's uh, pretty high up in the music industry. He said the exact same thing. He got sent to it by a mutual friend um, and he gets stuff sent to him all the time. He was like, I have to listen to this train wreck pile of shit. And then it must have been good because he phoned us a few days later. He's like, oh awesome, my God, man. I want to work. I want to work with you guys. I want to work with you guys. I have to tell you. <clears throat> so I was there for the sound of silence thing, and while I played with them way back in the day, fuck disturbed, dude. That song makes me want to <laughs> take a fucking razor oh, blade no and way. slice my fucking wrist. Fuck those guys because that's that bullshit. With them fucking, I, they had to have heard it. And that whole fucking Gregorian fucking drama, you know, let me fucking get as close to in excess as I possibly can <laughs> uh, do this fucking song. They can suck a fucking dick on that because your yeah. version is much fucking better. Well, I, I like the Disturbed version very much. and uh, Don't be nice. No, I do. I do. I, I remember it hit me one day. We were in Vegas. Um, it was this big outdoor show. I was hung over as hell and they were checking the PA with it. And it was, it was super loud. And I was the only one standing out there. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. And that song, I, you know, I had, I didn't have mixed feelings, but I was like, Oh, that's cool. They're going to crush us under their mega rock star boot heel. So it's time for us to do another song. But I heard that song coming through. They were checking the PA system with it and it put chills all over me. And it was, that, that was the day I was like, all right, yep. That's a good version. I like that very much. Um, and it also, because they did that song, it brought a lot of attention to us. There was people that I like their version better. I like this version better. I like them both. They both blew it. You can't you can't mess with Simon and Garfunkel. It brought a lot of attention to to our band. So it, it was it was a blessing in disguise, and it moved us forward in doing the Pink Floyd cover. Well, he actually addressed it online, which I thought was really cool of him. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. He addressed it. He said, "I know there's another band out there, um, Boba Flex or something. They do a version and blah 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 blah." You know, he addressed it. It was like a nice, because people, I tell you, you guys are fucking loyal, bro. Because uh, <laughs> when they dropped that shit, people hit that site was like, well, you know, I mean, all sorts of crazy nonsense. And he addressed it. I guess he researched it or listened to it or knew of it and listened to it. I'm not sure how it played out, but he addressed it and he addressed it in a good way. And he actually gave you guys props. That makes me happy. And, and that was the thing too. It was like, I had to tell some of our really hard, but what are you eating, man? Huh? Um, Attic, your your uh, microphone sound is working very well because it sounds like you're into a bag of crisps. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was uh, I wish. Right on. It was. I had to tell our fans. I was like, you know, this is not our. We didn't write this song, right? You know, the Disturbed and Bubbleflex both covered this song. There's an original song called "Sound of Silence" by Simon and Garfunkel in there, <laughs> and I, it was it was hilarious. I was like. Some, some the people that were my age and older thought it was a really great cover. The people that were younger than me thought we were just prolific songwriters and disturbed solar song. So it was it was pretty funny to watch. I was like, hey, you realize that this is a cover song, right? And it's, it's open <laughs> it's open season for who, anybody who wants to cover it. They have not done us a disservice. Well, I just I, <clears throat> I like yours better because it's just you know it's a little bit more uplift, uplifting and you know it's not. Dude, you know, if I want to fucking kill myself, I'll go buy a fucking <laughs> In Excess album or, you know, a Cure album and put on all black and sit in the fucking hallway with red lipstick looking in a mirror with a fucking razor blade. I think you look blade. great like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck me. The red lipstick, I think you could probably try that out at least once. I bet, you, I bet you have, sir. Hey, so um, how are you fucking doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing about as good as everybody else, I guess, in the middle of a fucking worldwide pandemic. Well, that's so, you know, that's that's actually what I'm leading to. So, you know, I know, you know, where the bread and butter is. So how's that fucking work, bro? You know? Well. It's been uh, it's been up and down. Um, fortunately, because of Bobaflex, I've been able to survive. Um, you know, Spotify numbers keep going up, and and the downloads and the YouTube video watches, and and Tony's wearing a shirt. People are still buying merch and stuff. So fortunately, us us five have been able to survive off uh, of Bobaflex. Um, but it was a very strange time to start a new band. It's like, hey. We're, we're going to move and do this new thing. We got the record done. We bought a brand new vehicle. We've got tour dates on the books. We're getting ready to hit it. And then five days later, the world shuts down. Our industry first, uh, and our industry will be the last one to open up, which I understand. You know, we have to do what we have to do to take care of, you know, our the human beings on this planet. It's just, it's just you know, it's it, there's been some ups and downs. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I remember, so I remember how it played out well because you know i was at that time working mostly in new york and then you announced it and then the world shut down i was like well fuck it that was bad fucking timing <laughs> oh my god that's what I, I told you know jake and jimmy uh this is their band too they're 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 original members the lonely ones jake and jimmy tommy and i are the four original members and they, i remember telling them i was like well here's your first hurdle welcome to the music industry so yeah. how'd you come up with that like how did the lonely ones where'd that come from um many things so like i said there was some st stuff in my personal life that happened that was devastating to me at the time and then my brother left the band that i'd put my you know 20 years in with and and this is what i do for a living so it was like and yeah it was it was i understood why he did it i totally support him why he did it but that's that that was part of the reason why it was like relationship if you want to be a musician and and you know, I, I'm assuming it's different if you're in Disturbed or corn, and you can take time off and you can do things and fly people out and you have jet planes with your name on the side of it. I, I assume it's different. Um, but when you're on, on the level that we were at with Bobaflex, we had success, but it was like a construction company. You got to work all the time. Um, you know, you got to work five, six days a week to put food on the table. And with Sean, wa Sean left the band because he wanted to be home with his daughter. She, uh, turned 13 and he was he was like you know i want to see all the volleyball games i want to be at all the piano recitals i want to be able to pick her up on a wednesday just because i just want to and so i understood that and that's kind of what gave us the name of the band it's like you want to do this and it's a wonderful job and it's and it's what i do but it's kind of lonely um and, and so there's sacrifices that you make to be able to do this um and and some of it is you know relationships and things like that are are just not going to be you know they're not going to be what everybody else has you yeah, get I, you get to go you get to go see people every night that you haven't seen in months and have a great time but you know when you get on that bus it's it's a phone call or it's a it's you're by yourself in your bunk and it, it's it's kind of i mean i'm not complaining because i love it but it, it's lonely and that's what we I, I said the name of the band is like the lonely ones and everybody's head whipped around I'm like that's it i was like all right done deal put it on put it on the put it on the t-shirt Let's go. Yeah, no, I get it, man. <laughs> you know, 
you know, we've both been there, you know, fucking, and I spoke to your brother and he gave me, you know, a lot of the backstory yep. and shit. And I wish him luck and, you know, wish him the best. I love that fucking dude. You know that. <laughs> he's doing great. He's doing like, and he loved being in the band. He did, but you know, the, he's, he's a great dad and he loves like you could see, we all knew when he was the happiest was when he was home and they were, you know, shooting Nerf guns at each other and putting Darth Vader helmets on and making little videos and laughing and, and, and teaching her to play piano and, and going to the zoo. And he's like, that's when he was his happiest. Mm-hmm. And, and he found out, you know, at this point in time, it's like, which is more important to him. Um, you know, the rest of us don't have any children. Um, and, you know, I love kids and stuff, but I just, I like doing what I do. Um, and I just feel like if it's one or the other. You know, like I said, it'd be different if this was 1980s and I had a fur coat on and a jet plane and, and <laughs> millions of records, you know what I'm saying? People bought records and it's, it's just a different time. And it's it's like, I just, you know, this is what I do. This is what I want to do. And Sean wanted to do something else and, and we support him. Um, and now that we're past, you know, the heartache and, the, and all that stuff, it's like, it's exciting to do something new. It's like, Boba Flex was a blast. We became, you know, we may not, we weren't a household name. We made a damn fine living doing that shit. And every year it got, the crowds got bigger and bigger and, and every, it was so much fun. Um, and we're still going to do things like, you know, one-offs here and there because our fan base is amazing and they were so supportive. So we're still going to do things like that because it's too much fun. We'll still put out music. Um, but as far as point four Sev, head down, serious band, it's the lonely one's time. Well, I saw you guys, I don't know. I don't know if it was an old post or a new post. It looked like it was rather new that you guys just did a one-off, right? Not too long ago? Well, we were supposed to. It was that um, herd immunity festival that caught all kinds of hell. Yeah, that's a bad idea, just telling you. That that name was a bad idea, but it was a 10,000-seater, and they sold it at 20% capacity, and and we needed to do it. It's like like I said, we're not making any making income enough to – you know we're making it but it's like we're like let's do it are we smart you know our fans are gonna go so are, are we this virtuous group that says we know better than you you can't go we're not gonna play so we decided that we're gonna do it we wanted to play sean was excited they offered us they gave us an offer we couldn't refuse that tends to kind of sway your decision making here and there especially in desperate times um and then our brand new vehicle fucking broke down we weren't able to do it anyway where was it at where was it it was uh, in Ringle, Wisconsin. Oh, of course it was in Wisconsin. It was in yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking, of course <laughs> it was Wisconsin. Why would it not be Wisconsin? <laughs> but it ended up being great. Like the festival went on and friends of mine went and they said everybody social distance, everybody had their mask on, everybody, you know, did the things that they were supposed to do and, and the concert went off without a hitch, um, which I thought, you know, if this is something, when we decided to do it, it's like, if this is something that works, it'll be great and we can kind of show you know everybody that this can actually happen if it goes off bad then it'll be a disaster but someone's got to take the step and kind of take the risk and see if it's something that can happen um but you know our vehicle fucked up our brand new spanking vehicle fucked up what are you guys rolling in now uh we bought a uh mini coach okay like the one that we had that smaller one um it's like like you know like there's limousine buses yeah 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 bought one of those gutted it all out to uh it's got 
20,000 miles on it. It's a Ford 550 diesel engine, so it'll pull that trailer up a mountain. Um, wow. And, it's, you know, it's brand brand new. We gutted it, put the bunks in it, all that stuff. We bought that so we could drive it ourselves because with Bogoflex, you had to have a driver for yeah. that vehicle that we had, that bus that we had. And it's just like, we don't know what's going to happen with us. We don't know if people are going to like the band, if they're going to give a shit. Um, so we had to streamline everything, you know, smaller equipment, smaller vehicles, something that we could all drive. And, and see what happens. So we're coming at it. It was Boba Foxes. We, we were kind of princesses. I didn't have to do anything. I could sit in my bunk and, and chill and, and, and do sound check and eat dinner and, and, and go play the gig and go back and, and be like a little princess. And, and with this thing, it's like, it's, it's unsure. So we're going back to our roots. Back to the back basics, to, right? Yeah. Back to the streamlined thing. <clears throat> I'm not afraid of that. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, so yeah, so we got a new vehicle that's that, you know, point a point b everybody can sleep everybody can drive it let's get to rocking um the alcohol that we used to drink has kind of come to a pretty screeching halt um a lot of things have changed the things that we did well in bubble flex we're going to push 110 percent and and the things that we did bad we're not going to do ever again well it's cool you know it's you know and i've done it once twice um if you want to count bones stuck mojo three times um, yeah. it, it's good to, that reset button works, bro. You know, it brings you back to fucking reality. You know what I'm saying? Because we all get caught up in our fucking bullshit and then something changes. It's like, yeah, guess what? <laughs> I'm really a dick. I'm really not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all over again. I'm a jerk, man. Or I can be. You know, I try to be, like, I try not to take anything for granted. And if I've learned anything from from what's going on now, it's like, I miss every bit of it so much. I won't take another damn thing for granted ever again. I'm, you know, being broke down on the side of the highway with a trailer tire blown. It's like, I'll gladly get out and change that shit. I miss all of it. I miss 4.30 in the morning being exhausted and riding down the highway. I miss, uh, you know, I miss the great things about it so much. But I, I even miss the, you know, the, the the McDonald's late night stops and all that fun <laughs> stuff that, that I took for granted. I can't wait to get back to it. and I won't take a damn thing for granted ever again. Like just so you know, that's the shit. The shit you just named, I don't miss any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's I the shit I that. miss the fucking absolute least because I do every time that fucking thing stopped, that was fucking dollars out of my pocket. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. It's like, <laughs> I, I think, like, the, the good thing about the new band is our fan base with Boba Flex is so great that they kind of just followed us over. That's awesome though, man. That's, yeah. that's great. It's almost like, it's like no work. What's well, like, well, it, I would say starting from square five instead of square one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys yeah. market it really well and you guys put it out there really well. And you guys transition that. Actually probably one of the best ways I've seen someone transition that. Thanks man. And it's like, that's the thing. It's, it's me and Tommy and Jake and Jimmy we're a well-oiled machine already. Um, we sound fucking killer live, not to beep, beep, um, toot my own horn. Sound fucking killer live because we are a well-oiled machine and we do drive well. And with Bobaflex, we were at the top of our game songwriting, so that's just continued. Um, and, you know, and Tommy and I looked at each other and, like, we don't want to not do this anymore. And Jake and Jimmy are like, neither do we. So it's like, what do we do? Oh. And turn my light back on. <laughs> oh, I, good. I thought I got a tumor there for a second. <laughs> I like doing interviews in my car. Um, and they, we all just decided this is what we're going to do. Um, and, and you know, we're let, let's go. And it was like I said, it was exciting to to 
I love being in Bogle Flex. It was one of the best times of my life, but it's exciting to kind of shake that off. And we are, that's the one thing that's happening with this is we're, we're getting all the benefits of that. Oh, this is, this is a new band. This is a new band stations and, and people that are like, you know, Oh, here's a new Bogle Flex single, blah, blah, blah. We like this band and the relationship we built were great. Now that it's something new and fresh, we're kind of getting more eyes on it. People are kind of being like, who's this? Who's this? They find out who we are. Um, but you know, you get a little bit different, a little bit different attitude when, when you're new. So let me ask you a question. Uh, yep. I actually two questions. One, I think I'm going to close the podcast with the song that you sent me because I can't just not share it now that it's out there. It's and out. I just think I want everyone to hear it, man. I fucking love it, bro. I fucking absolutely love it. Um, Bear away, my friend. Two, um, it, so not taking this the wrong way. So is this the Lonely Ones or is this Boba Flex with a new name? It's the Lonely Ones. Um, it's a totally different band. We When we go out and play, we won't play any Boba Flex songs. Um, we played a show already. Um, we did a, a show for Combat Veterans. Uh, it was a really awesome show. Uh, our, we didn't even advertise it. And our fans showed up like crazy. Um, only one person yelled, Barry missed my guns on, which we knew that was going to happen. Um, and I understand that. I get it. But this is this is a brand new band, brand new music. Our writing style is different because Jake and Jimmy, like I said, they're in from the ground up. So they, they we never in Bobaflex ever stifled their creativity, but they kind of subliminally felt like, well, you know, Marty, Sean, and Tommy kind of have the final say. We never made them feel that way, but they just kind of felt that way. This, they're pushing their ideas and their agendas down our throat. So um, new and sound. I like it. Yeah, so it's a new sound. It's I mean, it's definitely going to sound it's me singing, you know, um, but it's definitely, I've done a lot of different things with this band already and gone outside of the box and things that, and because of those two guys and because it is, like I said, very exciting and very new. It's like, let's do the things that we know we're strong at with Bowflex, our drummer, Jesus, man, he's incredible. Um, our vocal attack, that is going to be, you know, the harmonies and things like that. That's something that that's just how we write music. Um, but the guitar riffs and the bass lines and, and the way the music kind of moves around is definitely different. And that comes from Jake and Jimmy and me and Tommy being open to, hey, we've, we've done it this way for so long. Let's do something different. So you still got the three-part harmony thing going on now? Absolutely. Jake um, is an incredible singer. So I, I, I'm dying to hear new shit because I only heard that one. I haven't heard anything besides that. You've heard Eternal Sadness, haven't you? No, no, no. I've only heard. We got three videos out, dude. <laughs> really? We put out yeah, three man. videos in, in four months. All right, so, in my defense, once I left the band, mm -hmm. I was happy that I was able to just shut my social media down and tell everybody to suck it. You still watch YouTube, right? Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm a different dude now, man. I'm not that guy. Well, we did business after that superstar with when I was doing the managing thing and shit. And then I, I have to tell you that, you know what side that I hate more than the music side right now? Management is the side? fucking business side. Those guys <laughs> are a bunch of goddamn fucking snakes, bro. I, I wouldn't piss on one of those motherfuckers if they were on fire. There's a couple, there's some good ones out there, but they're hard to find. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I liked it at first, and then I didn't like who I was turning into, so I walked away from it. That's all right. He's done the, he's done the interview. 
Yeah. I got my car door open and a uh, guy walking his dog. The dog came up in the car. <laughs> yeah, so, um, He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I liked it at first, but then I didn't like what I was turning into, so I had to walk away from it. It's a tough shit. game. Yeah, well, it wasn't game. tough. It wasn't tough if you don't mind fucking fucking somebody because mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're doing. Sometimes. Yeah, so I didn't like that. I didn't like that motto. I didn't like who I was turning into. And basically, I just fucking walked away. And shit. Yes. Um, my well, last... Your, your band went out with us um, the last tour that we did as Vogel Flex, and Sean didn't go. We were a four-piece. Um, and yeah, my band that, that I put out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we that was a tour that we wanted to do as a four-piece so we, we could, like, get ready for the Lonely Ones and feel the vibe. And, and, and we had to meet our obligations with Vogel Flex, and Sean was just, he was like, oh, man, a six-week tour, I can't do another one. I'm like, get how, it. Um, how did they took do your band, with you guys? We took your band out, and they were awesome. We had a great time with them. Yeah, I, well, I left in the middle of all that because I just – I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't like who it was. And yeah. I, I just can't get on board with that motto. And honestly, dude, I just – you know, me walking away on both sides of the field was – I was ready to walk away. 27 years, I'm good. You know? <laughs> and shit. So, man, I just – um if I can't play, then I'm good with just sitting on the sidelines and go see my friends play when they come through my town. I get it, man. I get it. Um, I, I haven't got my feel yet. I mean, I've had moments where I was like, Oh, what do I do? I even do this. Um, but I, there's parts of it to me that I really like. And I feel like where we were independent so long, we could do things without screwing people over. We could do, I mean, we've, we've definitely had our, we've become shrewder businessmen over the years because you do get screwed over. And you do learn to find out little ways, like that guy's getting ready to do something shitty. Fuck him. Um, you know what I mean? With booking agents and things where it's like, oh, you collect, you're really crazy about collecting all the deposits, but you won't answer my call on a Sunday or on a Saturday when the, the venue's trying to screw us over. But you made sure you got all those deposits and you made sure, you know, that's when you worked really hard. And it's like, there's been a lot of really shitty things that happened to our band. And that's why we learned how to do it all mostly ourselves. Are you um, still with um the dude that you guys were with? Uh, no, Greg. Really? No, Greg went off the deep end. Really? So Greg got on YouTube. He was amazing too. He was a great booking agent. I loved him as a friend. He was he worked his ass off. I was like, this is one of the best booking agents we've ever had. Because Bubbleflex always had trouble with booking agents. I understand larger booking agents are like ah, it's an independent band, whatever. Um, but this guy really came in and really cared well he went on youtube i forget what it's called it's some kind of meditation signal some kind of binary something and he listened to it and he lost his fucking mind he said that it let a demon into his house and he had sex with this demon and it tried to kill him and now he's totally off the end is near standing on a street corner religious guy get the fuck out of here Holy oh shit. man i was like is this the bubble sex fucking curse <laughs> that was another reason Jesus. why I was like was another reason why when it was like you know we, we have a chance to do something new I was like I'm not crazy superstitious but I feel like this black cloud over Bogle Flex I want out from under it I want out from underneath it, um, it was, so that's why it, it, like, it could have been the lesbian haircut, haircut you were sporting back in the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was the 2000s man Sorry, dude. I can't, like I, now, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I want to let it go. 
no, you shouldn't let it go. I should pay for that forever. Um, <laughs> that was doing that. That was the home video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's what I found out. The reason I cut my hair was a guy came up to me and he goes, you understand, right? I go, what? He was white supremacist, dude. And he was like, you're banned. You guys are from West Virginia. You know what I'm talking about. And Sean, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking We're pretty naive to that shit. You know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he was a white supremacist. And he showed us a tattoo. And we're all like, get the fuck out of here, man. That's not something we're into. And he was blown away because of my fucking haircut. Apparently, the haircut that I had was what a skinhead girlfriend's hair looks like. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking up on major levels here. <laughs> so the next day, I shaved that shit. I go, you know what? I want to look like I always did in high school. But in that era of time of music, if I looked like this, they'd be like 80s metal guy. Get him out of here. 80s, 80s. Ah, it's over with. It's it's grunge time. It's, you know, it's dudes looking like bugs, looking up at the sky playing seven strings. There was no place for the kind of music that I, you know, the kind of stuff that I loved. And, and there was no place for it. You know, it's funny that I saw and I, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours a couple of weeks ago. And so you guys were on <clears throat> the Mega Death Tour. What was that tour Gigantor. called? Gigantor. Gigantor I'll tour. never forget it. Never forget <clears throat> so you were on that tour with friends of mine. And so when you guys played Jones Beach, I was there. But yeah. So I want to say they were. Life Agony? No, Life Hinge. Agony? Right on. Okay. You know, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So Cliff, who did fucking Jaeger music for a long time. Yep. Yeah. So Cliff's like a really good friend of mine. Turn the light back on. Yeah. Cliff's like a really good friend of mine. And I just put right it on. together like a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to him. That you guys were on that. Nice. Nice. It was a good tour. It was you a guys... weird tour for. It was a weird tour for us. Like, yeah. Who else everybody was on that? Was um, super nice. But it was this guitar virtuoso shredder thing, and we were like the kiss of the tour, and the fans didn't like us, but all, all the bands liked us. I remember looking over and Dave Mustaine would be watching us. Mike Portnoy would come and hang yeah, out. They say Dream Theater was on that, right? Yeah, they that were. That was a man. pull me under record. I know it was later than that, but it was. Uh, I mean, the weird thing to me was I didn't know this, and it was probably because of Guitar Hero, but this European kind of style metal was huge. So all these kids were out in the shirt with symphony x out in the crowd with symphony x shirts on and dream theater shirts and all this stuff um and a band like us really didn't weren't very welcome on that tour but it was a, it was a great experience and dave mustaine treated us like family it was it was an awesome experience but we weren't really aligned with the kind of genre that was going on there you still have the same manager no we're free agents so he's gone too yep are you still with them though? The, um, I don't want to just throw companies out there, so that's why I'm just. No, that's all right. Are you, are you still with New Ocean Media? No. no. Really? We were with we were with Doug for a while. Um, Doug was a great manager, but he started working for uh, a record label, and that kind of took up most of his time. Um, and you know, when you're a touring rock band playing seven days a week, you can't split your time. It, well, exactly. Yeah. So you guys are completely. Free agents. Yep, free agents. Which you know, we we'd like to get a record label, uh, one of the bigger ones involved. Um, but right now, I mean, it's who's signing what, who's doing what. 
Do you want to make that sacrifice, of- man? It seems like you'll make more money without someone else with their hand in your fucking pocket. Yeah, I want to open for Shinedown. Well, who doesn't? I want to go on tour with Papa Rose. <laughs> I want to, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to slap hands with Five Finger Death Punch. It's like Motherfucker. the Flex thing. The beautiful thing about Bobo Flex is we built that independently, and we still make money from that. So, um, go, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I've done the independent thing. Great, I can do it again if it doesn't work out. I want to go. I want to swing for the fences. So you know what's funny? So when I met you, fucks. <laughs> I don't know if you remember it, but I talk to Jared about it all the time because I break his balls about it. Um, we were on our way, and it was like the early days of that superstar. We were on our way to go play with fucking Five Finger Death Punch, Drowning Pool, and Lacuna Coil at that at the Rave in Milwaukee. And we met you fucking guys, and we played with you guys for like, I don't know, six one-off dates and you guys are on your way to rock on the range yeah yeah i remember that yeah yeah and it all came to a head at fucking um that place in where the fuck is it in uh what the hell's the name of that place the back bar yeah janesville wisconsin yep yeah because tommy would take his drums off the stage oh yeah yeah, and I was like, no, I was like what are we playing, Rockstar tonight? Because I had no idea who you guys were. I was like, what are we playing, Rockstar tonight? But I'm taking our drums off, and that's that fucking the- drum kit is the size of a Honda Civic, man. If I don't got to take it down, if you can fit up there, you're going. Yeah, but he was really <laughs> cool about it. He actually took it down for us. Yeah, he's Tommy's awesome, man, and and he's uh like that's some of the things that we've got into with bands and stuff. It's like, look, the only difference between us and another band is that we get to keep the fucking drum riser yeah. and we have and and we pay for it by going on later <laughs> yeah but that, <laughs> i didn't understand you know, we how huge that was until we were going through it you know yeah i mean you that drum kit like that's the thing it's like we we do it seven nights a week sometimes you know a lot of times seven nights a week it's like man i, I once the drum kit goes up if there's enough room for everybody to play then the drum kit's staying up. If it's not, there's no way we'll take it down. But if there's a way for it to stay up and we don't have to rush up and tear the drum kit down three, four times a night, it's like, I ain't doing it. Well, I've been doing it long enough. It's like, a fucking drum kit's staying. Yeah, it was only weird for a minute, but it was weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah especially coming from, like, New York and coming from, like, a, you know, that was, like, I think one of our first tours with Dead Superstar. And, you know, I'm coming from now this is my second resurrection and now i'm coming from a band that tour with biohazard sick of it all and all that shit where everything was just like you know it was a totally different fucking vibe you know yeah yeah and since so i was like what the fuck is what do, what do you mean you're not taking your drum kit down oh, so no. you want me to take it down for you because i can do that well, no, <laughs> not nicely that that's the funny thing it's like you're so you got this new york accent and seemed kind of scary Sometimes you can seem scary, not to me, your sweetheart, but it's like it's funny that I can only imagine the New York accent, the West Virginia accents arguing back and forth. It's got to be hilarious. Well, it was Jared who fucking was a cockbag about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dude, but we talk about it all the time. He's like, Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he knows what he's talking about. That's a like I said, Tommy's kid, he's an amazing drummer, man, but he's got he around a Honda Civic on it, you know, a five-finger death punch uh, 
size drum set on a Bowman Flex budget. It's like, so we're moving the damn thing. So once it goes up, it, it, if, if at all possible that it can stay, it stays. Hey, so um, changing gears real quickly. What do you think about everything going on? What do you mean? Really? I have to about tell you. All right, let's COVID start with COVID. Let's start with COVID and let's end with the fucking police thing. Yeah, all right, let's go. So, COVID-19, uh, never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. Um, I feel like we as human beings should take care of everybody, take care of each other. We should put our fucking masks on. We should wash our hands. I, I understand that it sucks. My industry got shut down and hasn't opened up yet. It really fucking sucks. Um, I'd love to be selfish and say, fuck it, but it's not in my heart. I feel like we should all take care of each other. Um, you know, working on the front lines, it's real. It's not a fucking hoax. It's not, uh, it's not a conspiracy theory to get Donald Trump out of office. People get it. People fucking die. Some people get it. They don't. Um, I have to tell you, take, just to interrupt you for a nation. second, I have to all tell right. you, you know, I work mainly with COVID down here. I do a lot of, um, I do community paramedicine, but I do a lot of people that aren't COVID, but I do a ton of COVID. When I hear people say, fucking, oh, you know, it's a conspiracy thing. I want to drive to the house and put my foot down their fucking throat. Absolutely. You've seen it firsthand. You've seen people fucking go on ventilators into comas and not wake up. It's fucking awful. Um, and it sucks for everybody. I get it. It's like, that's one of the things, you know, with the music industry, it's like, I could woe is me. It's like, no, the fucking whole world's going through. People are dying. People are getting sick. Um, it's happened before. This is not something that is made up. This is something like everyone's saying, oh, you know, Bill Gates is this. It's like he's fucking smarter than you are. Of course he saw it coming. He also saw a thing called computers coming. He's, you know what I mean? It's like it's, this, this whole conspiracy theory thing. It's like this shit happen. People get fucking sick. New viruses come out every fucking year. It's, you know, it's it's very unfortunate, but if we pull together and do the whole, you know, the whole nation, we care about each other thing, we can get fucking, we can get it gone faster. And we have to do that. I understand it's frustrating. I understand that there's information that comes out that it's just like anything else. There's new information. People change their opinions. Scientists and doctors all agree that masks fucking work and it's a very deadly virus. Um, I'm sick of hearing about the numbers. Well, it's a 99.9% survival rate. When you're talking about billions of people, that's a fucking load of people. Yeah. I can't just throw them out the window and say, well, sucks for you, survival of the fittest. It's like, we have to do what we have to do. My parents are in their 70s. I, I know people that I, I don't want to lose one person to it. If I got to, if all I got to do is put on a mask and wait to be a fucking musician again, you know, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, I know people like yourself that have dealt with it firsthand and seen it with their own eyes. It's not a fucking joke. I know. Um, that, that's, that's funny that you say that, you know, fucking, because a lot of people, so it's, it's fucking crazy, man. It's like, why would you think this is fake? And why would someone fake this? And it's great. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's, it's 98, 99% of the people survive. You want to be part of that one and a half percent? Fuck no. And you could be. Doesn't matter who you are. It could it, it's very strange what it does to and how it attacks people and who it attacks. And that's the other thing too. It's like I, 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 people are so fucked up. If it doesn't affect them directly, then they don't give a fuck. 
Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, man. 100%. It's like, if you keep that kind of attitude, it will directly affect you. Yeah. You have to take people, you have to take care of people. It's like, you you know what I mean? It's like, the, the I don't understand. So so this will tie into to, um, police brutality and things like that. I don't understand as a people, as the human race, why we got so comfortable with people dying. When you see someone with their hands up and get shot and they say, well, he should have done this, he should have done that. Okay, he may should have done that, but you don't, he, he's fucking dead now. You can't put it off to, well, you got your finger caught in a fucking, you, you touched the fire, you shouldn't have touched the fire. I understand that. This fucking person's dead now. When do we get so comfortable with, well, if you would have done this, you wouldn't have your fucking brains blown out. It's like, where, what the fuck happened to us? Why do we not care about people anymore? It's well, like, you can watch a video and say he should have put his hands up. It's like, for one, it's like, I know people that are police. I know, you know, it's like not all cops are bad, but if you, that's bullshit. If you put your fucking uniform, you may be a nice person in the street. You put your uniform on and allow something like that happen. You're a bad cop. Even if you didn't do it yourself, you know what I mean? It's like, well, George Floyd should have done this. He should have done that. It's like, this is not this, police officers are given a gun they're given this certain amount of responsibility to be able to shoot you dead they are given that higher level that they're allowed to do that if it comes down to it it's like but the fact that we have to stop everything not me i'm white dude i've never you know i've had the cops do some fucked up shit to me but never on the level of you know, a certain percentage of our nation that have, you know what I mean? It's fucked up situation. If you, if you don't realize that African-Americans and minorities in this country have not got a fair shake and you haven't watched the news for the last 400 years, you're fucking willfully ignorant. It's, 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 it's so fucked up to me that people say, well, all lives matter. I go, well, yes, they do. But the fact that a, a, a percentage of our nation has to come out and have a slogan that say Black Lives Matter should clue you in on the fucking problem. They're not saying they're more superior. They're not saying they deserve better treatment. They're saying we all they're saying is we matter. That's it. And then everybody wants to fight against this hashtag. Not everybody. I mean, there's a like there's wonderful people in this world, but the fact that there's a group of people that are jealous that this is getting a movement, it's fucking. I don't. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, I, can't I have, to, wrap my fucking head around. It's I have like, to tell you, look, I have a ton of friends that are cops because it's just my business that I'm in. Yeah. And shit. Um, and which is, I actually thank them because they kept me off of social media. Because, and we actually, the episode we just did two nights ago was with a friend of mine who's a cop, ex undercover, he's been on the special task force. We just, we did one the other night with this dude um, who I grew up with, but it kept me off of social media because sometimes something happens and shit goes left and right at the same time. And then I'm trying to put this nicely. Didn't you really see what people really think? Absolutely. So amongst all this going on, you know, backdoored up to COVID, I've seen faces of people, and I'm really trying here, because I really don't want to insult anybody, 
I've seen say. faces of people that I don't like. Yeah. That I don't care for, which I've had sit at my fucking table in my house, spreading this narrative that I'm like, hmm, because I'm a black guy. I've been harassed. I've been stereotyped. And once they see my badge, then they're like, it's a different fucking story. And we're all good and shit. And I sort of live with it, dude. I grew up in fucking Brooklyn and Queens and I moved to fucking Long Island, you know, fucking AKA White Island, you know? Fucking, you've been to my spot, Marty. Yeah. You know, fucking, so, you know, when I see people do shit like that, it's like, oh, well, is that what you think the whole fucking time? Or fucking, oh, you just pissed off because now they're directly fucking attacking your profession. I like fucking cops. I have a lot of friends that are cops. Some of my best friends are fucking cops. Right. You know, but, you know, my biggest problem with like the Floyd thing was, they're like, oh, well, they're rickets. Well, this guy's killing this guy and you guys are standing there fucking watching. Fuck yeah, you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't fucking do that. I'd say, what the fuck are you doing? Um, that's the crazy thing to me is like, like I said earlier, why, uh, why is there even a, a movement uh, on the other side of, well, he should have done this. He should have done that. I go, man, he, they, he's dead. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a guy that says we don't need police. I'm not that fucking stupid. Neither There's am I. Of, Neither am I. Yeah. Yeah. But there needs to be fundamental change. There needs to be all the way around you can get it's the same concept with you can go into the criminal justice system there's dudes in there that didn't do shit and they got railroaded in and they're in there for fucking 25 years and can't get out and they're fucking innocent it's like so we're cool with that as long as as long as it's not me i'm cool with that no i'm not cool with that um it's like this you know this is a great country i love this country very much um but it like i said if you don't think that there's a certain percentage of our citizens that haven't been treated fairly, then you're not fucking paying attention or you don't give a fuck. Well, don't get me started on the whole prison is an industry thing. And by the way- Oh Christ, it is. Yeah, on a side note, I'm loving the machine shop shirt. I lost mine hey. somewhere. <laughs> I'll get you one. I'll send you one. Extra, extra large. <laughs> but no. I, I do I agree with you 100% wholeheartedly. It's just a really slippery slope because you almost can't say anything without somebody getting offended. And I know a lot of great cops, man, that are really great people that has helped me out in a ton of situations or I helped out or we both been on the same job together. So I hate saying anything because I don't want to offend somebody because there are a lot of fucking good cops out there. There are. But there are. It, it's just like anything else. And shit, you know, there's a lot of great fucking millions and 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 millions of black people and Italians out there. It only takes one to fucking ruin it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like, like you said, I, I, I don't want to offend police, and I, I'm all for. It. it is a tough job. So, what about better training? You can, you have to go to school longer to be to cut someone's fucking hair than to have a gun, and, yeah. and it is a it's a really tough job. There's some really fucking shitty people out there, um, you know. So, and I don't think oh we'll take the guns away. Fuck no, that's insane. 
but it's like okay then let's let's re- let's talk about let's talk about better training maybe pay cops more maybe you know what i mean it's like something has to change and and the 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 gang mentality of we don't tell if somebody does something fucked up we don't rat out our brothers it's like well then don't be a fucking cop all right so i i, I gonna have to say something like that <laughs> <laughs> Only because I'm sort of in that family, mm-hmm. so I get it. I get that 100, percent and you'll never understand it unless you're a part of it. Right. But at the same time, you know, like we're just being a paramedic, we sort of have that same type of thing. But if you do something that's fucking gonna put someone at harm or kill someone, you won't have to worry about it because I'm already at the fucking door saying that you're fucking up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine you on videotape choking somebody to fucking death as a paramedic. We'd be like, something has to change. Yeah, you know, I get it, I get it, I get it. But you know, I, we were born in our next military. You know, you always police your own. You know, absolutely. And well, so, you so. Have, well, that's the thing. Well, then you have to police them. It's like, and so Jimmy was at the protests every single day. Jimmy went down to the protest every single day. It was something he, he wholeheartedly believed in. He's a wonderful human being. Um, he's very liberal. Sometimes he's so far liberal. I'm like, Jimmy, that's not going to work. Um, he doesn't understand that. I mean, he does. He's a smart kid. But he's very also younger. Kid. What is it? He's also younger. He's also younger. He hasn't had his ass kicked for no reason. I have. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be, you know, you have to, you have to protect yourself. You have to be careful. He went down to the protest every day. Um, he, he videotaped. He watched. He saw certain things. He's like the protests were peaceful, and then the cops stood up and did the whole "you don't cross this line" kind of thing, and that, and started macing people that weren't doing shit. He saw a lot of things that opened my eyes to it. Where you know, I believe you know, you know, you don't break the law. If you, if you break the law and the cop shows up, that's the fucking way it works. But I'm not scared shitless when a police officer walks up. I'm covered in tattoos, I have long hair, but you know, it's like, I, you know, for me, it's not, I, I'll never understand what it's like to be scared fucking shitless when a cop comes up and somebody might fucking shoot me for nothing. If you shoot somebody without, you know, like if somebody goes for your gun, all right, that's a different situation. If someone's running away and you shoot them in the back, you have batons, you have tasers, you have another person with you. There, there are certain situations where it's like, okay, I understand that had to happen. Yeah, you have there his license situations plate. Where, what, there are certain situations where I'm like, you fucking shot the dude. You know what I mean? What the fuck? See, so, that's hard for me to speak on that whole taser thing because technically, well, let's look at both sides. Technically, he didn't shoot him in the back because the guy turned around and aimed a taser at him to fire. The taser did go off. But a taser in Atlanta is not classified as a deadly weapon. Right. So to take out your gun and to fucking put three in this guy, I think is excessive, especially when you got the guy's fucking license, you got his fucking car, you got his yeah. license, you know where the, his license plate, you know where the fuck this guy's gonna end up. Fucking in jail. Was this an ego? So that was, I got in an argument with a friend of mine um, who said, said the same thing said he said well there was a it was there was a no win situation again why do they have to have the ultimate win they had his car they had his id they're gonna fucking find him they know who he is 
you know how it works it's, it's like when you're out on the lamp it don't last forever we got cameras we got you know it's like they didn't have to fucking shoot him i get it you fucking you know what i mean it was it was a violent fucking dude they woke him up drunker than fuck he was passed out it's like the the, the immediate threat is over it didn't have to go that far it sucks oh. to get punched in the fucking face i get it hold on so let's let's go from that spot right there so this is how i see it man i smite some fucking jerk off friend from my past who could go eat a dick fucking posted some shit you know because he's posted that about that and you know he's like oh well this guy was this and this guy was that and i said like, well let's not talk about that let's talk about the absolute fucking horrible training of two cops one that yeah. couldn't run 50 feet without fucking looking winded as fuck. The other one that couldn't catch him. And then let's combine the two people that tried to wrestle this drunk guy to the ground and couldn't get him to the fucking ground. And not only did he get up and elude them both, but got one of their fucking tasers. I've been doing jujitsu for a long time. I've been fighting for a fucking long time. Two cops, well-trained, in hand-to-hand or some sort of fucking, you know, non-deadly force fucking combat, should have been able to fucking subdue yeah. that guy. Stop it. Like, you got shit. mace. You got mace. You got tasers. You got a billy club. You got two guys. Well, let's take that out. Let's take the weapons out of it. Fucking just say they trained jujitsu in the fucking police force or something. Fucking wrestle like it. These, that one guy should be able to get away from those two fucks. And if he did, like he did, it's like they should be able to be calm enough to be like, well, this guy got away. We got his car, we got this, we got that. Instead of bam, 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 fucking yeah. shot him, fucking dead now. Now yeah, what he, he did was what he did was fucked up. He should be in jail for it. He, I, I know that he got out of prison and he was a bad customer. But man, to put him fucking down like a dog. And then people say, well, you should have done this and this and this, and then, that, and then that's okay. Some people thinking that it's okay. It's like, what happened to us people? What happened? How was this okay? Or, yeah, but he, you know, he fucking was drunk in his car in a fucking fast food line. He didn't go knock over a bank like Reservoir no. does. Right, he wants to talk to Bell or what was it, Wendy's? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, guy, you made a big fucking mistake. You're going to spend the fucking night in jail. You know what I mean? And that guy, of course, you know, what he did was fucked up. He shouldn't have done that, you know. But it's like he doesn't deserve to be shot what in the back, right? Shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Well, so, you know, it, it's argumentative of if they shot him in the back or they shot him while he was turning around and fucking, uh, you know, pointing the phaser at him. The taser at him. You want to know it's more difficult than arguing black and white? Having biracial kids and having them fucking come at you. It's like, well, listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I gave you fuckers my DNA. You guys go fucking figure it out. I don't wanna fucking hear it and shit. Hate half yourself. I don't know what to fucking tell you. You can't use the N-word, you can only use half. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I thought, you know, it's like, I thought, and I hate, you know, I'd like, I hate to be on my high horse preaching thing, but it's like, I don't understand why this is not in everybody to want happiness for everyone to want to be the people to have equal opportunities, to want people to, you know what I mean? It's like, 
why is this not inside everybody? Why is this not a no fucking brand? Because it's, it's like, learned, dude. It's not in, it's not inherited, man. And I can tell you that, you know, being a kid that grew up in Brooklyn, Queens, didn't move to like the whitest place on the planet, you know, fucking, it's learned. It's not fucking something that you inherit. It's not something that you're born with. This shit is handed down on both sides. I'm not just saying on, you know, the, the white side or the black side, even the Spanish side. You know, racism is fucking handed down from the generation that raised you fucking, it is handed down. So well, yeah, as we I, die and our kids, you know, fucking take over, it's gonna, it, it'll, it's something that's gonna die fucking slowly, man, because there still are racist people in the world. And Will Smith said it the best. He's like, racism isn't a fucking, what did he say? He's like, uh, racism isn't worse. It's just now being recorded. Yeah, yep. That's the thing. It's like, it's, it's, I think that the younger generations are going to be so much better. They don't care. They don't know the things that people, that things that we were taught, they don't know. Their television shows are, you know, it's, it's Tim and, 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 and Erica. It's not the black kid on the show. It's not the Chinese kid on the show. They don't give a fuck. They're, they're, they're healthier. They're smarter. They're, they're way more open-minded. So they're, they're going to be better than us. And Dude, that's let me tell the thing you, that, I went, you know, today I had to go pick up my daughter. She came down for a couple of weeks. She's 15. And we, you know, the whole way down where from New York, you know, we're talking and she'll fucking educate you, dude. She'll fucking educate you. And we had a couple of conversations and there's only one way for her and it's complete equality. There is nobody. You're not allowed to be left out. You're not allowed to fucking stand on the sideline. You, it's complete fucking equality. Wow, I'm older and I'm an asshole and I don't agree with everything. <laughs> right. But the, but the outlook is fucking hopeful, you know? It is. And, it, and it's, it's, it, to me, it's, it's a foreign concept that why would you not want that? It's like, it's like I saw people saying horrible shit about the explosion that went off in Beirut. And it was like saying, you know, putting up funny memes and shit. It's like, man, these are people. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like uh, people fucking the Middle East and this and that. Those are people with children. And, and you know what I mean? It's like when you, when a bomb goes off and people's body parts go everywhere, you should fucking feel sad. You should feel fucking, there should be a disturbance in the force instead of these jokes of, well, their religion's not the same as mine or that, you know, they hate America or we hate them. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, we're now more connected than ever. And, and it, why is it not better? Why are, why is it not better? It's like, I, I don't know, man. It's, I, these are the things that keep me up at night. And <laughs> for a while I thought I had to keep my mouth shut because I didn't want to alienate our fan base. Um, Cause one, if you say one thing, 50% of some, one side hates your ass, 50% of the side agrees with you, and I'm at the age now where I'm like, fuck it, man. If you got that bullshit theory that, you know, 
it always cracks me up when I see white supremacists and I get that that's who's superior the guy that can't spell n-i-g-g-e-r can't even fucking spell it <laughs> you've been in the bathrooms in the truck stops because that's the motherfucker that is the superior race this fucking guy that can't even fucking spell a simple fucking word that he's heard a hundred thousand times i'm sure can't even fucking scratch it in a goddamn stall bathroom and this is where he's made his stand fuck this person so i got a question yeah. for you how do you think we all, all right. come out of this? How do you think this all ends? Like with the COVID and with the fucking crazy racial undertone nonsense that's going on there. How do you think this all ends, man? God, I hope we come out better, but I feel like we're just going to get right back to the same shit. I remember when 9-11 happened and, and uh, it felt like everybody pulled together and cared about each other. And then 20 years later, here we are arguing if some fucking dude without a gun was rightfully choked to death on camera. Well, I have to tell you, I have to tell you though, being a participant of 9-11, the world, the world didn't riot. No. I mean, it took, it wasn't one, but the one that was major and publicized. Dude, it's not just here, it's France and every fucking place else. I don't know, you know, maybe something good comes out of something fucking horrible. That's the thing I said. It was like, like I said, I don't, I, I don't think that we don't need police officers. I don't think that their job is not tough. Um, I've been, you know, looking into a lot of things of the psychology of being a police officer and the kind of things that they have to deal with every day. I'll never understand that. I've never walked in and seen somebody's seeing a dead child and some fucking asshole that fucking did it. I've never seen anything like that in the psychology that is weighed on their head day in and day out, 25 years. You, I understand as much as I can why you would become cold and callous and feel a certain way and be and dehumanize a certain, you know, on these calls you get. They're, you don't see people at their best. You see them at their worst. That's see, correct. You know, I, I see them like that you. every day, dude. Yeah, same thing with you. You see people at their sickest, scared shitless fucking guts hanging out you one time you told me that you could eat a sandwich over a dead body i remember you told me that that is correct yeah you told me that so i understand that try to understand that part of it but at the same time if the whole world is freaking out about it and people are rioting everywhere there, there needs to be that fear of if i don't do what i was my, i did not swear the oath and the this responsibility that the world has given me, they're fucking watching and they're gonna flip the fuck out. There needs I, to be that. There needs to be that with the government as well. They need to fear the people. The people need respected. I can't believe you remember me telling you that. That was a long fuck, fucking time ago, that bro. Shit, man. Huh? I'll never forget that shit. And I'm not lying, that's true shit, but that was, dude, that was like way long time ago. That was like, Fucking! Oh my God, that was a long time ago, yeah. like 2010 or some shit like that. Well, you told me that. It's like, like I said, you know, it's like I'm not a. Someone keeps calling. Stop calling me. <laughs> it's like I'm not an insanely crazy liberal, that, you know, but I believe that. You know, I, I, I'm able to understand. You know, I try to anyway. I'm able to understand that I don't fully understand. You know, some I can read books, I can read interviews, I can watch people 
talk about things, but you don't actually know 100% how someone feels until you're in their shoes or you've done what they've done. Um, I get it. What the fuck but, was that? You know, I, I, I'm sorry, I have to bring it up there. <laughs> what was that Freddie Mercury fucking, what was that image that I just saw on a fucking screen? What the fuck was that? What happened? Oh, it was him, wasn't it? Did someone just call you? Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. All right, because a picture of someone playing a guitar with all these bright lights behind them just popped up on the screen for like fucking 20 seconds. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I shall find out as soon as I hear the voice. They left the voicemail. It was fucking hilarious. It was like out of nowhere, like a still. Like a I thought it was him. Was it him? It looked like a picture of him. <laughs> I was able to was tell. Because I've never seen that guitar before, so that's why I didn't recognize well, you have it. it looked like... like a guitar, right? I, as you maybe watch the Eternal Sadness video, maybe it's that guitar. Oh, that's how we gotta. That's how yeah, we gotta I think it is. Now, right? That's how we gotta. We gotta fuck with me like that, Mike. You can put me on the spot, right? right. You fucking brought up the haircut. You brought up the fucking haircut. <laughs> I brought up the haircut. And listen, I can bring up some other shit, son. I got some other shit. Here we go. I got some other shit, bitch. We can get at it right now. We can. We can get at it. We can get at. Well, I'm not gonna do that to you, because I have you on as my guest. So I feel like so I feel like the last thing would be I hope we come out of this caring about each other, realizing that that we as human beings can go through some pretty crazy shit and and come out on the other side if we just care about everybody. It's like you know, I, I hope that's what comes out of it. That's what I'm hoping um, for too, man. And, and I am I am impressed with the, the people standing up and saying this is enough you know what I mean it's like I am impressed with the amount of people that got behind Black Lives Matter um, the amount of people that went out and peacefully protested I, I the the fact that there was riots and people breaking shit that's not a good thing everybody knows that's not a good thing let's not let that take away from why people are passionately out in the streets doing um, and feel like they have to be out there because it, it is enough it's time that everybody gets a fair shake time that we treat uh united states citizens all the same this, this is can be a wonderful country it is a wonderful country let's get back to it let's make it a wonderful place for everybody the land of opportunity if somebody falls down for god's sakes like a mosh pit pick them the fuck up and don't be jealous that they got picked up and you didn't get picked up it's like it's it's just like i don't know man it's fucking it, it seems really simple it seems really fucking simple to me well i I can get behind the Black Lives Matter as a statement. Having heard, look, listen, <clears throat> I can't get behind some of the things from Black Lives Matter. I don't believe in Marxism. You don't believe in what? In Marxism. What's that? I don't believe in chaos, you know, make, creating chaos on purpose. If you look into the whole Black Lives Matter, and you actually dig into it and dig into who's behind some of the Black Lives Matter, you're probably not going to like some of the things you find. But right. I do like that as a statement. I'm They're not like necessarily on board with some of the people that are behind it. And so, you know, I don't believe in purposely creating chaos to. Well, Get your point across. Just like uh, I have a good friend, man. 
who lives in California, and this guy camped out in his store for fucking seven days. I'm trying to get him on the cast right now, but I think he's still getting his shit back together. And he's from Brooklyn, moved out to fucking California, owns a fucking like a really prominent sneaker store. I want to say it's in Beverly Hills or one of those swanky areas. Listen, if I build my business and there's a lot of black owners out there and you're going to destroy it for some shit I didn't have fucking nothing to do with. Forget that. That's, I, that's fucked what I'm up. saying. I understand that too. That's what I said. There, there are some people that took advantage of the movement. Chaos. Let's go rob the shit out of stuff. You can't not you. you we, we can't let that which is very, oh, it happens all the time. It's like, okay, there's some peaceful protests. Let's walk away and let's, let's gloss over what the protests are for and now turn it into looters and rioters and thugs in the street. It's like, I mean, there was fucking looters and rioters and thugs in the street at every turn. That doesn't take away from the movement and that there has to be fundamental change. That is a way to be able to gloss over the actual problem and go back to business as usual. And we can't do that. We can't say, okay, you had your protest, some people broke some fucking windows, let's go back to business as usual, and if you fucking say something, we'll choke you out the fucking street. That's another thing. We didn't didn't even bring up the Confederate flag thing. Yeah. It's gotten dude, fucking I, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. This is how I handle the Confederate flag thing. In case you motherfuckers out there that are listening, that are unsure what's up, you guys lost that war. Yep. You're a bunch of fucking traitors. Um, we had traders but they never wore before us in 1812 and that was Benedict Arnold and that didn't work out too well for him either no. so if you don't like it they sell tickets back to fucking England whatever country you came from every fucking day be happy to fucking <laughs> hop on board and take the fucking first flight out of here because unless your name is fucking a move to Hiawatha this ain't your fucking country anyway <laughs> I get it and that's the thing too it's like um, you know, if you, I'm sure you've got into the history of it. It's like in the, the Daughters of the Confederacy and all that stuff and, and the statues being put up in the 60s during the Civil Rights Movement and all that stuff. It's like, the, the it's heritage, not hate. That's fucking bullshit. And maybe you've been taught that way, you know, but you need to dig a little deeper and find out that it is absolutely about slavery. And what yeah. you're saying to people when you fly that flag is you're lucky we fucking lost because you're not fucking welcome. That is exactly what you're saying. You may not think that's what you're saying, but that is what you're saying to people in the South. It is a fucking move to terrorize people, to put up fucking uh, statues of, of people that fought for the South. It's like you can keep that shit in history books. You can keep that shit in the fucking museums. Because I do believe it doesn't need to be erased. But when you're flying that flag and saying, it's about my Southern pride, go fuck yourself. Well, let me tell you something, dude. Read a little read a little bit about the southern pride and find which out is exactly weird. what you're saying because you'll see yeah and it's just being devil's advocate you know you'll see people down here that are um not the caucasian race rocking the federal flag which i don't fucking get and as far as the statues go you're absolutely right those were put up during the 60s fucking movement to fucking yeah scare and fucking agitate people. Oh, that's why all those statues aren't worth shit, because they just threw them up as they go back at fucking, you know, um, integration and all that shit. They were thrown up for as a fear tactic. And that's a history thing, you know? That's why you can yeah. pull over with a toothpick, because they're fucking shitty. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what, that's like I said, you know, I understand that. So it worked both ways. The Confederate flag, the, the daughters of the Confederacy, it worked both ways. They used that to, to let, to, to scare the shit out of black people and to, uh, make white people think that there was pride in this movement when it wasn't it, was, it wasn't about racism it's about states rights it's like it's about states rights and the economy to keep fucking slaves so that their economy could thrive and keep people fucking barefoot and fucking cages and beat the shit out of them for free fucking labor there's nothing else about it it's you can go back and read fucking statements in the confederacy this is exactly what they say there's no if ands or buts about it yeah but um, you know we found our workaround, and that was a prison system. Absolutely, Thirteenth Amendment. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, and no one knows about that. Everyone's fucking like, "You motherfuckers are bitching. Why don't you bitch about the Thirteenth Amendment, where you are pretty much a legal fucking slave if you get fucking arrested? Why don't you guys Absolutely. pick a fucking fight and get on that fight instead of about some shit that you aren't gonna change? Change this shit. That's what I said. You're outraged about masks. Well, the, the control is through masks. Again, that's the hill you're going to die on. You're not worried about fucking the prison system and, and the fucking crazy amount of taxes you pay. You can't collect water. And they're trying to control us again. They got your fucking ass. Yeah. They already got you. Yeah. I believe yeah. the masks are so you don't die. Yeah, they're not trying. They are controlling <laughs> Absolutely. This is the hill you're going to die on. It's like, you know, if you get caught for some weed, you're fucked. It's like, and, and you're going to be pissed off about masks? Why not be outraged about all the other fucking things? Why not be outraged? I mean, in, in Vietnam, there's a fucking draft. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Let's look at these things and, and, and choose the fucking hills to die on. It's like, could you imagine it being the other way around? Could you imagine it being the other way around? How fucking pissed off we would be if there were statues of fucking... Hitler standing up, you know, or I, it's, I, I can't even, it, it's so hard of a concept to flip the other way to even imagine how outraged you would be and how fucked up it would be and what kind of fucking statue someone put up. It's like putting up a statue of a, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to fucking. I think you pretty much just hit the worst person you can hit. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we go any worse than that. Well, what could be, you know, what could be comparable? What could be comparable on the other side to here's a statue we put up to let you fucking know that you're lucky you we lost. No, no. You're fucking lucky. I get it, man. I dude, we're on the same fucking page. I just, you know, so me being in my older age, I just sort of take care of my family. Just fucking I gotta keep to myself down these days, man, you know? Because yeah. it's it's not a good look for me fucking choking somebody out in the middle of the fucking street. And shit, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna bounce back well, low from that. I and guess, shit. I guess that would have been one of the things we were saying about the chaos. It's like, I don't think chaos is good. I don't think somebody getting their store wrecked um, is a good thing that had nothing to do with it. Um, and but the other side of it is, it's like people start to listen when they start to get scared. Yeah. People start to fucking listen. Yeah. Uh, the higher ups, not not the people running the businesses. Not those people that are just trying to make it by, but the higher ups start to listen. It's like they start to get afraid that if we keep doing what we're doing, it's not going unchecked anymore. And yeah. if we piss everybody off, it's not going to end well. Well, I tell you, I have, you know, between me and her together, we have five kids 
under the age of 27. And they're all fucking, you know, they're all about it, man. And, you know, she said something. I was like, listen, these kids got it. They're making a good run. They're doing their thing. You know, it's sort of in their hands. I ain't hitting the fucking street. But I'll support them from the house. <laughs> you, know, you guys go knock it out. I got your back, son. You guys are, you guys are the freedom riders of the fucking 60s right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, and that changed. And I think this is going to change a lot, too. But a lot of people may not like it. But in 30 years, those people will be dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hopefully, it'll only get better for our kids. By the way, congratulate Tony with his brand new fucking baby boy. Two oh. weeks old? Week and a half? Yeah, two and a half weeks. Two and a half Congratulations, weeks. man. Thank you, thank you. It's just thank you. something happy for a minute without Actually, running. I think I just heard him wake up. I can hear him up there. <laughs> hey, Marty, dude. Dude, I love you, brother. And we... The last time we did this, and we could talk forever, man, especially if we're having a fucking a whiskey or two. It just fucking goes on, bro. It's always a great conversation. But we're on an hour and a half. Oh, wait, are Oh, oh yeah, man. Time I think bro. I got lost in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard you say that to me in a long time, my friend. <laughs> I said that to you when you told me about the sandwich. <laughs> I'd love to have you back on, man. I thank you 100% for taking time and doing this for us, man. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. We spoke about a month and a half ago about doing this. It just took a minute, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's been so many things going on. It's like, I, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then I'm just like fucking spread so thin. Um, but this last time that we talked, I was like, I'm absolutely doing that. I'll walk out time. Don't give a shit. It's Saturday night. I, You know what I mean? It's like I, I've had a really, really good time. It's always good to hear your guys' voices, man. Um, I can't wait till the world's open back up and we can start playing again. We'll be down your way. We'll be up your way. You guys got to come out and hang out, man. And, uh, there's nothing going to stop me from not coming out. I know. You got to come out. And you got to check out those new songs, Eternal Sadness and The Lonely One. Well, I will. I didn't, I, on my defense, I didn't even know, I didn't know they were out because you sent me that one. And like I said, the social media thing is sort of not my gig anymore. I get it. So unless, ugly. Yeah. It's, unless I'm pushing this or anything, but I'm going to check them out tonight, man. Like, I can't wait for you guys. To I can't wait to see you, bro. It's been, Jesus Christ, man. It's been a long fucking time, bro. It's been a been long a time, man. Last time I saw you, you were like wearing camo and shit. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was wearing camo. Yeah, you were. Was I drunk? Uh, we got you drunk. Yeah, well, yeah. Was I playing and touring? No, we were down in South Carolina or down in North Carolina. You had on a camo hat, telling, showing us pictures of your bow and shit. I go, my, my things have changed, young man. <laughs> I remember that. I, I remember that. I think I was that was doing hunting season too. Yep, yep. You had a camo yeah. hat on. My brother was floored. It's like what the <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Hey, that's what I do. That's it. Yeah. You never know when you're going to run across a deer. All right. A deer with good eyesight. Right on, right on. It's not an easy thing to do. But you got to get those survival skills in. I think you're, if the apocalypse uh, looks different than us ordering things off of uh, Amazon and, and picking up curbside service and, and watching Netflix, I think you'll fare well. well I, I, I'll be okay. Yeah, I'll survive at least for a little bit. You know, 
Yeah. I just gotta learn how to make like milk and cheese or some shit like that. You know? uh, <laughs> milk and cheese. You can survive without that shit. <laughs> Dude, I love you, man, and thank you so much for Any fucking time. doing this with us, man. Any fucking time, man. I cannot wait until you guys hit the road. I can't wait till you guys fucking drop an album. I can't wait to see you, man. It's been way too long, though. Album is done. We're just releasing singles one at a time because that's how people get their music. But the album is done. Band's ready to go on tour. Just waiting to see what happens, you know? It's like, put on your masks. Uh, act like you got some fucking sense out there, and we can get through this uh, sooner than later. Absolutely. You got anything, Tony? Hey, man, once you guys are uh, actually shit opens up anytime soon we should definitely recap this after like a tour and see what it was like and explain Absolutely. what's going on out there that'd be badass I would love to I would love to yeah we, we would love to too man that would be that would be like a great follow up alright you got my number yeah I know listen man <clears throat> I cannot talk to you for a year and when I talk to you again it's like fucking think about when we left off bro <laughs> yeah I know man it's it but yeah I, I greatly appreciate this man Absolutely. Yeah. I'd do anything for you guys, man. I'd do anything for you. Same here, Foley. Same here, man. You know, I got your back, brother. If you're in town, if you were for two hours, you know I'm there. Right on, man. That's it. You know, it's always a great time, my friend. Always a great time. Thank you, brother. And um, I will, we will be definitely talking to you soon, man. All right, man. Hey, brother. It's nice talking to you, man. I haven't seen you in a while. It's good to see your face. You too, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was this week's episode with Marty, formerly of Boba Flex, and their new fucking band, The Lonely Ones. Go check them out on YouTube, Facebook, social media. And um, stay filthy, fuckers. It's a madhouse! <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> Just a man